Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You guys want to support my boy at Weedle Knievel on Instagram? Who's you guys? It's just me. Oh, we're not podcasting right now? This is not the show. Oh, gosh. what is? Wait, if this isn't the show, then where are we? <laughs> and if that's your shadow and that's my shadow... Whose shadow, Whose is, shadow that? is that? It's Weedle Knievel. Okay, are you? <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that remembers to put trash bags in the bathroom trash can. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. <laughs> do you like that? I did. I was hoping you were going to do it. I'm so excited. <laughs> of course. That reminds I, me, uh, Phoebe, remind me to put a trash bag in the bathroom trash can. <laughs> we are no, well, you are no longer a bachelor boy. I am still a bachelor boy. Sometimes I remember, sometimes I forget. It's the, the way of the wind, you know? Which, um, I, by the way, I sent that idea to you while I was hiking. I was hiking through the wilderness with Phoebe on Saturday, and I was like, Phoebe, I have such a good idea. And she actually laughed, which means it was Aww, good. that's great. Yeah. Thanks, Phoebe. She also actually laughed at my, it, it, sometimes Phoebe will purposefully not laugh at one of my jokes so she doesn't give me the satisfaction, you know, mm-hmm. like a wife should. Oh, yes. And um, that's not ironic. It actually, you should do that. Uh, and so the other day I was like goofing that I was going to follow her to work because I was like, I'm going to miss you. I'm actually going to go to your work and I'm going to like, <laughs> she works at a women's clothing store, so it would oh. not be like oh, no. appropriate for me to like <laughs> right. go. I mean, it would be inappropriate, but still. I'm going to follow I was, like, you I was, like, she's, into she's, justice. Like, It'll be, it'll be, she doesn't work at justice. Okay. <laughs> she was like, she was like, that'll be embarrassing. And um, I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll go in disguise. I'm going to set up a fern on the other side of the hallway at the mall. And I'm going to, and your, your coworkers would be like, why is there a giant fern across the hallway with binoculars sticking out of it? And why is and the it's fern reading a newspaper? Wear, why is the fern wearing a trench coat? And it, why does the- <laughs> Exactly. I was like picturing me in a fern with the fern as a trench coat on. The fern is like reading a newspaper with two eye holes cut out of it. It's yes. like super spy mode. And she was like, that's not funny. And I was like, no, it totally is. You're picturing it. It's hilarious. She's like, you know what? That's really funny. It is really <laughs> funny. So the thing that I learned, and this is kind of pertaining, is that you can't stalk your wife. That's something, that I, that's something that I know about society. See, kids. Sometimes, sometimes these these chastity speakers they make you feel like anything goes after marriage, and that is just not the case. As long as it result, never mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is a child friendly podcast. It is. Okay, this this podcast is safe for the little ears in the back seat. Here's okay? the thing: is that the kids who listen to us, like if you're listening to this and you're a kid, okay. First yeah. of all, what are you doing here? Definitely. Second of all. They're they're Welcome. out watching they're out watching Jake Paul YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we aren't all we aren't of our t- high school audience watches Jake Paul. That's true. We are not uh, the main kind of destination. The kids these days they want something fast. They want something quick. They want they want Scandi. What's uh, what's been going on in your life this past week? Is anything? I feel like 
I mean, last week is our four-year anniversary, so that was kind of a big yeah. deal. I can't believe our last podcast was four years ago. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What else has been going? Are you doing okay? How's how's uh, how's the wife? The, how's, oh, hey, Pat, good to hey. see you. It's been a while. Uh, how's, how's the wife? I haven't seen you down at the old hardware store recently. Uh, how's it going? You need um, any yeah. tools? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is how men talk to each other. Back in the day when there when we had like these but we had these like Christmas bazaars at my elementary school and you uh-huh. would like go. I don't know why it was a bazaar. <laughs> like, I've never heard of a bazaar they, outside. They didn't of the... want to say market because this <laughs> too capitalist. Yes. Um. But uh, they uh, they would have these like little Christmas. You you would go with a little list. I remember my you would had to like write down everyone you're getting gifts for, and then you could go get gifts. And I remember some kids would like write down their own name, and their parents would, like give them money to get a gift for themselves. And I would always do that. And mom would be like, no, you're not buying yourself a gift. It's a Christmas bazaar. Okay. Um, give to other people. And so I would always go and for my grandpa and my dad, I would just be like, oh, I don't know. I, I got you a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of gift that dads get, right? Yeah. Screwdrivers. <laughs> just one. And so now my dad has a like set. a bunch. Yeah. Not a set. My dad has like a bunch of screwdrivers in the who, garage now. <laughs> I have a question. Who is coming to the elementary school and selling single, individually wrapped I know, screwdrivers? I'm like, I'm, I want to know who is supplying the Christmas bazaar. Can you describe more in detail the Christmas bazaar? Because in my mind, I was imagining like crafts that kids would bring and like you could buy them yeah. from other kids. But uh, that what probably it sounds would have like, been a good idea. What it sounds like you're describing is retailers coming into an elementary school <laughs> You're like hey who's the who's the guy who's the schmuck from lowe's that got sent to the it, to the elementary school for the for the christmas bazaar it's called the holiday bazaar not the christmas they would bazaar. take it was a catholic school so we were allowed okay. to say christmas. you could say christmas uh, the government wouldn't like shoot a, i'm just kidding that's not what okay. happens uh <laughs> there's so many layers of irony on that issue now it's not even worth talking about um so uh they would they take the cafetorium okay i don't know if you had a cafetorium at your school but it's a cafeteria it's a combination cafeteria auditorium okay so we would Um, go into the cafeterium we called them multi-purpose rooms (laughs) well i mean most all rooms are multi-purpose if you think about it um (gasps) i need to call my principal So you'd go into the cafetorium and there'd be like a bunch of tables set up and there'd Why be Why don't they call it the auditoria? <laughs> <laughs> so we'd go into the cafetorium and um, it's so funny because that's such a normal word to me, uh-huh. but it's very much <laughs> it's not. not. And yeah. so we would go in and, and they'd have like departments set up. There would literally be like clothing, women's clothing, men's clothing, tools, <laughs> obviously the tools tool section, <laughs> tools, <laughs> you know, the three things that uh-huh. you can buy at stores. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> There'd be like candy. I don't know. I don't remember the sections. And so like you would go in and you just kind of like you're, you're, you'd be in a class line and you had, it was like Aldi. You had like one track you could go on or like Ikea, you know, and you could, you could, you could pick things up in your little like bag and then you, they would, they would pay for the thing at the end. And then you, it was a fundraiser for the school essentially. And I don't know, they must've gotten like donations from local businesses because I, looking back, it's like, yeah, it, it was literally like a prepackaged screwdriver. There was only one. It wasn't like they had a stock of screwdrivers. It was like a hodgepodge of tools. And I would like pick up a hammer for my grandpa and a screwdriver for my dad. And I, those, that's the only thing I remember buying. And, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a truly, it was a truly interesting experience. You could almost say it was a Christmas bizarre. Hmm. Mm. So yeah. you, so you, 
when you went into the auditoria, did you want to buy anything for your <laughs> for your mom? Like, did you get her like a like a spoon? Like what? <laughs> I probably, I what I probably ended up doing was buying my mom like some kind of like hair thing, uh huh, or like a jewelry thing. When I was a you kid, know, I, like I remember a I bracelet remember getting uh, ornaments. That was like the big thing for Christmas. Is like, oh, I could get my mom an ornament because yes. she has to use it. And uh-huh. she'll remember me every time she gets it out. And also it's not like a real gift. And so I kind <laughs> of evade all of the, all of the, you don't have to know what somebody prefers yeah. for ornaments because every Christmas tree, correct me if I'm wrong, is just a hodgepodge of all of the crap that you made from when you were a child to when you were an yes. adult. Yeah. So there's no, it's great for memories. <laughs> the crap you made when you were an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan is still making like ham turkeys. How was your senior year of college? I made another crappy ornament. (laughs) I made another macaroni noodle ornament. This is Christmas 2020. I used all the popsicle sticks again, Mom. (laughs) Ethan, you're 22. (laughs) Ethan, we just bought all those popsicles. Like, I know, I got hungry. Oh, man. But yeah, other than that, other than the Christmas bazaar, nothing else has been going on. (laughs) Fond memories of the Christmas bazaar. That's pretty good. How about you? Um, no, no, yeah, riveting. I know. Let let me just say, my weeks are very busy. I'm yeah. more way busier than I was when I was not a team director. So I'm not trying to glorify. This is not the glorification of busy. This is the Ethan being honest about his schedule. And so I don't really have a lot of time to to do that much, other than meet with students, meet with my teammates, meet with priests, and and other such people. I have a lot of meetings. I'm learning that's what management is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Meetings. I know. I I'm thinking I'm thinking next week I cancel all of my meetings because I'm in charge. So I can just do that. <laughs> just say everybody go Listen, off and... meetings are fun if you know how to run them. Yeah. But it's okay that you don't know how to run them. Doing yet meetings isn't hard when you have a meeting card. A meeting card. <laughs> there's a there's this author that I read, it was like a business management book, and he was talking like he's like what would you rather go to? Would you rather go to a movie or a meeting? A movie. Yeah, but like why? Because movies are fun. Don't they're fun, but like what's what's fun about a meeting or movie? What makes a movie interesting to you? Uh Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> She's an actress. I, I heard the name, but I, I can't place her. She's in um, a. She's. I think she's in f- uh, Far and Away with Tom Cruise. Cool. Carry I also on. don't know. I also don't know who Tom Cruise is. Um, that was a joke. But yeah, he's like, he's like, he said that the the reason why we go and, and enjoy movies is because of the conflict and resolution, right? And so like meetings and movies are roughly the same amount of time, like ninety minutes tend to be like an hour to ninety minutes. I meant to say and- Kiara Knightley. Oh, I think but, Nicole I mean, Kidman was married to Tom Cruise. Yeah, right. He had like three wives that he all di- wives. He had three wives that he divorced all at thirty three. Yeah, which yeah, oddly demonic. But anyway, anyway, carry so, on. What were you saying? Yes, I was looking up so, Kira Knightley. Ah, uh, okay. Um. So yeah, it, it's this is like it, what makes a meeting interesting is conflict, and so if you have conflict at the meeting. If you're like solving a problem and you you should be invested in a meeting more than you're invested in a movie because a meeting has actual ramifications for your organization. And yes. so like for some reason, meetings just are boring because we use them as like informational packets, you know, like this meeting could have been an email, 
because you're just telling me things. You're not like, we're just telling each other things. We're not like hashing things out. Right. You know? Yes. Um, so yeah, read Patrick Lencioni books. He's great. I, I, I think that's just what I do. Like anything that I can just tell my teammates, I don't really include in meetings. And so our meetings naturally are just like 30 minutes long because it's like we oh, talk perfect. about the stuff that needs Beautiful. to be talked about and then we're we're gone. Like I I don't know why some people feel the need that meetings have to be an hour. Like they, they'll stretch things out. Yeah, some meetings have to be an hour, but it's because it feels nice on your calendar when you have all the hours blocked off. Nobody likes right. having like a weird 35-minute chunk. Nobody knows what to do with that. That's why the mass is an hour. Exactly. It's to satisfy, God, God knew what he was talking about. <laughs> satisfy the American need to chunk it For, up. To chunk up time, to chunk up the time. Um, yeah, but like meetings, are like a 15-minute daily check-in where like you just stand, it's like a standing meeting. It's like it's standing so that it gets done with fast and the people that have to go to the bathroom can't hide it, you know? Um, you just stand up at like a standing table and you'd be like, all right, here's what I'm doing today. Here's what you're doing today. Sweet. And break. And then you just go do your things. Yeah. We There's don't a have, lot of value in that. We don't have those. You just but do it weekly. We kind of, yeah. Kind of. It's yeah. like weekly, 45 minutes. This is what's going on. Figure things out. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Let's get out of here. Let's go after. Sounds let's, good. Let's go, let's go do a podcast. Speaking of going to do things, uh-huh. I'll take time machine. Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine, the part of the show where we take a look back at the time where you actually could go out and do things, the magical land of before 2020. If you have a hot take that's five years or older, send it over to, give give us a, slide it into our DMs or email, info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, what do you mean what's happening? You just took on my role of, we've, we've gone through a switcheroo. Uh, ah. This one's from September 20th, 2016. It's from Ethan Stevie at Apostle, which you can't follow anymore because he counts deleted. It says, <laughs> if I see one more, quote, joke about pumpkin spice hosts, I'll swing. <laughs> so this is this is twofold. One, there used to be this thing on Twitter where you'd say, I'll swing at somebody. Yeah, if it's it, kind of like the that's it, that's the tweet of ne- of then. Yeah. Wait, what? You never heard that? Say that again. That's it. That's the tweet. I've people never heard say that. that. Do people say You've that? Never now? heard that. Oh yeah, people say that, or they. I think they used to, but people people will be like, uh, uh, "Don't vote for this candidate." That's it. That's, That's the, the tweet. tweet. Oh, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. I I'm so I'm so unplugged. I don't know, but people say I'll swing because they're like, oh, they'll they'll fight about this thing. But I was serious because. The, the the worst part about I'll I'll stand by this. The worst part about being on on Catholic Twitter was just the same uh season, same, joke. same seasonal jokes coming up every year. And it's like, oh it's I am spice. so Felice Navi done with this semester. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Am I right? Everybody. Hey, is everybody does everybody know that I'm right? It's like how on, on Reddit every time Mythbusters is brought up, people go, Man, I was so sad when I heard that adam and jamie hated each other and then the next comment will be well they didn't actually hate each other they just had a working relationship and the next person posts the same interview link every single time and you just like (laughs) know it's gonna happen and that's what it's like pumpkin spice season comes around you know that people are gonna make these weird uh uh today our priest at the newman center said i don't want to be one of those uh father ricky relatables like a priest who <laughs> and we were talking about priests who like write their own songs and sing them during the consecration. 
because they're trying to be relatable. Oh, it's like we don't need all of these Ricky relatables coming in and trying to meet the kids where they're at. It's like no. Yeah. Pumpkin spice, please leave. Control Z, undo. That's my tweet. Twelve retweets, seventy nine likes. The most successful tweet <laughs> to date on. Ooh, hot, hot wow, that's a big machine. one. Yeah, world record. I don't actually know the the likes and retweets of mine, but um. Anyway, we also have a fan, a fan, fan yeah, mail. a fan mail one. So that's good. Um, this one comes from March tenth, two thousand and fifteen. It's a it's a hot take time machine within a hot take time machine. I still feel guilty over eating my best my best friend's snack in first grade. I can't even look at a biscotti without feeling a twinge of guilt, and that is still true five years later. So this was ten years ago that this guy ate this kid's biscotti. That I ate this kid's biscotti. You ate the kid's biscotti. This was my tweet. Yeah, you, this was my tweet. Oh, you ate the you ate the kids biscotti in 2010. Yeah, well, before 2010, it was like, it was like I think fourth grade. So this was like 2005. Was and it? So was I was it, tweeting this 10 years after the fact, and I still feel guilty about it. Was 15 it? Years uh, later. Was it the snack after nap time? Yeah, it was like his post nap time snack. Could you? Would I you like say found that it? you maybe woke up and ate this kids biscotti? Like like I woke up in a new Bugatti. I woke up with a new Biscotti. Like I that's woke funny. up with a and ate this kid's Biscotti. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. pretty good. It's like a good ace. I think hood. the the context was I found it mm-hmm. and I ate it, mm-hmm. and then people were like, "Where is it?" And I was like, "Oh no, everybody's looking for this Biscotti. I can't tell anybody." I wonder where it went. Biscotti. Brushing. Like, I don't crumbs. know who ate it. Brushing. And they were like, "Oh, it's so weird. I found it. Yeah, right." And then There's, I we guys these, look over here. You like drop the wrapper out of your pocket. Look, the wrapper's no, over there's here. There's evidence. There's no. evidence. <laughs> we <laughs> and at, at my school there were these things called like we had tickets for lunch. It was like you had to buy snack tickets, drink tickets, or lunch tickets. Like did that you, was a thing. Did you, had you go to, to school on an airplane? <laughs> that's what, yeah, looking back, that's kind of what it was. But they were like these pictures. What's funny is they were they were totally reproducible. That's the funny thing. I don't know why nobody did that. There probably was like an underground ticket reproduction well, ring. Because kids are dumb. I mean, parents aren't. The thing was like a sheet of them is like not so expensive. So you had to like a, a sheet of them was like $20 and it was like lunch for actually, you know what? That's not that expensive. Um, but anyway, you would, you would, on, uh, we only, I only got lunch tickets on pizza day on Friday mm. and, um, snack tickets were like a dollar so you had like every snack ticket was a dollar and they came on like sheets of 12 right and so i had one snack ticket and so i was like i gave it to my friend to like make to get them a snack. i was like here you go here's a snack ticket i know you f- i felt i like tried to cover it up uh-huh. and be like i just feel bad that he had lost his snack and my teacher was like yeah you totally ate the snack didn't you and i was like no i just felt i just feel bad that he lost his snack you but the teacher Teacher knew. Teacher knew. For Teacher sure. Knew. And you never cop to it. You never admitted. I never did. I would never snitch on myself. <laughs> on this, principle. What was this kid's name? I don't remember. You don't remember the, the biscotti boy? The biscotti boy, no. It's too bad. Well, can we get the biscotti boy on the podcast? Where are they now? 15 years Where are they later. now? Biscotti boy. Still, he's like, you ain't my biscotti. He's it's s- like that scene in Drake and Josh. You ain't my enchilada. There was no note. There wasn't a note. Okay, so this one comes from uh, this is our this is a Patreon hot take. If you are a patron, if you want to join our Patreon for uh, for five dollars or more, you can you can you can join our Patreon, and uh, there may or may not be some goodies that come your way. So that's good. But anyway, so this one comes from Bridget. She's a new patron, and uh, because she's a patron, she got her hot take on the show. So if you want to get your hot take on the show, become a patron. Hi, my name is Bridget. 
and my secret identity on Catholic Twitter. It, oh, not not gonna not gonna not gonna rat on her. Not gonna snitch. Ducks, uh, pretty sure ducks, I've talked to you both ducks, in tweets. Ducks, 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 ducks. So her secret identity was. This is before the unveiling. Uh, so anyway, my hot take time machine is my very first tweet from sophomore year of high school, which has since been deleted. Uh, I don't remember the date, but I remember it was a link to a PDF about some conspiracy theory about corruption in the Catholic Church, and the text was, at Pontifex, please read this. <laughs> Suffice to say, I had no idea how Twitter worked. <laughs> I just, that's the, it's unprecedented how, how much information the Pope gets from his people just straight to his phone. Through Twitter. You and know? he just looks at it all the time. Every time somebody tags him, he's just like, wow, I need to consider this. Thank you so much for bringing this to my this, attention I know. at anonymous Twitter account. I need to get a cardinal on this ASAP. You know, I'm reading the John Paul II biography right now, and mm-hmm. nobody you ever... You bring that up more than I bring up Cal Newport. I know, but it's it's a 900-page <laughs> book. It takes a long time to get through. Uh, it's like a week for me. Nobody, nobody ever told me when I was younger that there was a man named Cardinal Casaroli. <laughs> Nobody ever thought that that was something important that I needed to know. And <laughs> what kind of casserole was he? I don't know, but he, he's he's not a tetrazzini. Cardinal he's casserole. Not... Cardinal casserole sounds disgusting. <laughs> I would much prefer a chicken casserole. I know to a cardinal casserole. But it's like, do do you think the Italians know what they've done? <laughs> <laughs> do I'm pretty think... sure. Doesn't casserole mean the same thing? I'm sure casserole, just casserole in Italian. Or it am is. I just being, it's, is it, it? It's casserole with an I. I think the word yeah. casserole, as we understand it, is a French word. But. Casserole. I get it. But the but the thing is, is like, do you think he walks around just like knowing that everybody's thinking <laughs> what, he, what he's thinking? Anyway. It's like, it's like if someone's last name was lasagna. Right. <laughs> My middle name is lasagna. All right. <laughs> Do you have a topic today? (laughs) The the primate of pasta. The prelate of 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 uh, I think the the prelate prelate, the prelate of the prelate of Parmesan. Yeah, (laughs) Cardinal Casseroli. I'm sorry. Oh boy, what was what were you saying? What was going on? I was asking you if you had a topic. I've got a topic. Really, it comes from our Facebook group. Really. If you join the Crunch patrons, then you can give us topics too. Um, I just did your job for you, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it was from Camille. Shout out Camille. She asked us about that that new Netflix show. Oh yeah, you remember that? And she said, "You want to talk about it before we've watched it?" We should talk about it before we've watched it. Uh, so the the social dilemma on Netflix and the most fascinating, terrifying thing she's seen in a long time. Um, wow, these tech companies make it so that the Truman Show is real, but for every single person, and then they make that comparison in the film. She asks us what our take on it is, considering that we've became we became friends on Twitter and have since completely deleted our accounts. Did you delete your Twitter? <laughs> no, I tweeted today. In fact, um, someone was talking about how uh, the police were bringing in heat rays for the protests, and I was like, I didn't know that uh, Doctor Doofenshmirtz was in the police. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I, I, I comment tweeted, a platypus protester? Perry the platypus protester? <laughs> Perry the platypus? <laughs> so, yes, I'm very much still online, but only for that. This only is my... Like that. <laughs> this is my incarceratorinator. 
Behold the systemic injustice in Ador. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, in a sense. In another sense, it's not. In a sense, it's not good. <laughs> I will oppress the entire tri-state area. Okay. You got it all out of your system? Yeah, I do. All my doofenshmirtz impressions. <laughs> No one told me Dr. Doofenshmirtz impressions would be so important in my youth ministry, but they have been. <laughs> okay, see, now I can't, I can't say anything about that. Yeah, you can't. Th- those are just, that's just a true fact. We were just doing Dr. Doofenshmirtz imp- imp- impressions as a team earlier today because we were talking, <laughs> really? about, we were talking about doing Phineas and Ferb for Halloween. Yeah. Um, and they said that I wouldn't be the best at doing the impressions. They said that my teammate Sam would be better at doing Dr. Doofenshmirtz, and I, I was... I mean, I, mean, I, I understand. Like, I like... Are you going to be Phineas? They told me that I have to be Phineas. Yeah. 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 I want to. The... I kind of want to be Vanessa, though. Uh huh. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> we're going to move on to a different topic. <laughs> Can I be Mitchell Musso carrying around a microphone? Uh, oh, voice, hey, Candace. Voice acting as Jeremy. Like, I don't want to be Jeremy. <laughs> I want to be Mitchell Musso. <laughs> Oh, hey, Candace. You mean you want to get fired from Disney after a DUI? <gasps> did that happen to him? Yeah, it did. That's, That's why he was replaced on Pair of Kings. Ooh. With the guy from Zeke and Luther and also Lemonade Mouth. This is, the the knowledge is too deep. I want to talk about the question that we had on the Oh, sorry. The, you the want topic. to talk about how social media is ruining our attention span? No, I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. But oh, just okay. the idea of uh, how how we went from being friends because of twitter and then have completely deleted our accounts and now i i think it's interesting because everybody's watching this this social dilemma documentary or at least i've not everybody but i've heard a few people talk about it and i'm like did you guys not know this already like i thought it was common knowledge that like if you're not paying for it then you're the product i thought it was common knowledge that there's billions and billions of lobbyist dollars trying to get you to watch this certain ad or target you like i thought everybody just knew that but maybe we only knew that because we sought it out. So I'm just, uh, and then this documentary is like this big expose of social media. And it's like, where, what? I'm just more confused at like the, where has everybody yeah, else common been? knowledge? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it is common knowledge. Really? Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think it is. I think otherwise, like, here's the thing. Uh, smoking. Uh-huh. We all know how bad that is. That I, is generally common knowledge and that's not done. Right. I, There's I like, did have a cigar last night. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's right. that doesn't that's, count as yeah, smoking. The those are the those are the Lord's tobacco. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's that belongs to the Lord. Um, with uh, so like smoking, right? Uh, drunk driving. All of these things are like 
all of these things were campaigned so hard, so like they were campaigned against so fervently that it's kind of entered the entered the cultural zeitgeist of like the word designated driver and like don't smoke like smoking kills like these under the, we understand that tobacco what it does and so even people who consciously make the decision to smoke are doing so with the idea of oh i am putting myself at risk here so i probably shouldn't go buck wild with it but um no i don't think that people realize how damaging social media is because people are still promoting it as if it's something that everybody can get rich doing does that make sense is that the main draw the money thing no, 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 I don't think that's the main draw, but I think I think one of the main draws, you know what? Maybe I'm going down a, a rabbit hole that we don't need to go down. I will I do follow think you I, wherever you go, just so you know. There is this kind of allure of, there is this kind of Wild West mentality of social media that's like, oh, like anybody can strike it. Anybody can strike gold on YouTube, you know? And like you just the same thing that hot. happened- you know, you just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta go. You know, you gotta be on Instagram. Like anybody can like do affiliate marketing on Instagram and mm-hmm. like, like okay. So when Phoebe started her curly hair account, she would get a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of DMs at curly feeds from from MLM from MLMs specifically uh-huh. or other accounts that are like, hey, we want you to like promote our clothing brand. Yeah. And the thing is, like, she gets actual offers from companies that want her to promote their products and they'll send them to her for free but these other companies are like we want you to buy this starter kit and then you can get discounts on it you get a little bit of kickback every time someone buys a product using your link and it's like okay let's do the math and see if this actually works i guarantee you these people make more money off of buy influencers getting on their program than they do actual products and so it's like also the company's called monet they suck m-o-n-a-t they're the worst um can we get sued? It doesn't matter. Monat. They're not a real company. They're not a real company. Uh, so that's that's something that I've seen too. I don't know if you've gotten these DMs, but like no. once you hit over a thousand followers on Instagram, it te- you tend to get some of these DMs. It's like, hey, I love check that. Like I love your stuff, dude. Like you should check out my clothing brand. Uh, it, you we should totally collab. And it's mm-hmm. like, I bet you send like eighty thousand of these. You're probably a bot. Um, but that that shows that. They wouldn't do that if that kind of tactic didn't work on a larger scale. So sure. I think one of the things about social media is convincing people that if you have it, it's like a it's like a career thing. Like it's a it's important to be on Twitter to stay informed. It's important to be on Instagram so that you can get noticed and have clout. Like it's important to be on YouTube so that you can I mean, you can have your own business if you're on YouTube. I don't know. I think that's part of it. Another part is like the like if you read you've read digital minimalism, right? Yes. One of the things, though, the value Cal talks about value. Cal and yeah, Cal. Cal you know, my friend me, Cal. Me and Cal. Yeah, my friend Cal. Uh, Newport talks about. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, if, if I call him Newport, it sounds like I'm quoting like a professor. Well, he is anyway. He, is. he talks about proposed value of social media and like part of the value that he's the audience he's talking to is primarily Facebook users. So he talks to. He says the one of the proposed value points is keeping up with your friends, and so those are two things. So people either use social media recreationally or professionally. I think professionally using social media is kind of a scam because the the amount of actual uh, like I don't know audience that you need to make money on Instagram is ridiculous. I follow this guy. He has nine. He has a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. He doesn't make a dime from Instagram. Oh, yeah. 
because if someone if someone even wanted he's like it's i've i he's 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 first of all he's a millionaire so he doesn't need to, he's three he's worth 3.2 million dollars so his he name need it is his name ty lopez and also why do you know this guy's net worth <laughs> it's a finance he's a finance account so he talks uh, about his net worth sometimes gotcha, gotcha, yeah gotcha, gotcha. and so he um he lives very frugally and so he's like he's very focused on like making sure that he doesn't do anything that's not worth his time and so he enjoys the instagram page he likes helping people with their money uh but he doesn't he doesn't need it so it's not an income source for him but also he was like based on the time like my time spent on marketing products for people and like getting money as a promotion it's just not worth it so he would make like maybe 300 bucks if he promoted from ad traffic but it's like how many of those would you need if you if you did one of those a week which is hard to do if you did one of those a week you would be making the same as someone who's on unemployment Right, like yeah. the the amount of ads you actually have to do to make money full time on on Instagram is ridiculous. So using social media as like a as like a professional platform is kind of silly unless you're like really gonna commit to it and you're, you know, knowledgeable of how it works. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. Not not where I thought you were gonna go with it, but I'm that's enlightening. This is this is just something that this is a soapbox. But let's go back to the other side. So there's two sides of it. There's professional value, and then yeah. there's personal value. Right. Personal value is what we were asked about. Yes. So keeping up with friends and or making friends, which is like worth it to an extent. Um. Well, the thing that I think is so, I, I don't really believe that anybody's actually on social media to keep up with their friends or make new friends. <laughs> like i just I see why you wouldn't believe that why well i mean it's like there's think about the the incentive to post versus the incentive to look at posts yeah the incentive to post is so much higher right. than the incentive. like you don't get likes based on your you know your 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 likes you know you don't get you don't get like the the dopamine hit from you getting, liking other people's stuff yeah, you don't get a dopamine hit from liking other people's stuff. You get a dopamine hit when other people like your stuff. And think about it, they didn't have to add a like button on Facebook, but they noticed people were using it more when they did. Yeah. So they added it. And that's and, the thing um, is like yeah. you'll be scrolling, scrolling through these websites and a lot of it is it's this weird reciprocal thing of I've even had like I've posted once on Instagram in the past year. It was just a picture of me and Emma that I liked and it was it's good. And that's that's it. And I probably won't ever post again. Emma deleted her Instagram not too long ago, which shout out. Um, I I'm I'm heading that direction too. The only reason I would keep it is if I got a different job and we got to do more time, more things with the Crunch Baby part time. Yeah. Um. So I, I'll I'll keep it on the back burner for that reason. But um, like even recently, I had somebody send me a message that said like, "Hey, how come you don't follow me on Instagram?" It's like the first time. Uh, her and I had spoken to each other in in a, in a while, and I was like, I, I don't know, why does it matter? Like, you have my phone number; you yeah. can call me whenever you want. And so, it, it even among people that are like, she's still—I mean, she's still a good friend. Like, I don't hold it against her at all. But there's this weird reciprocity of like, oh, I'll follow you and I'll like your stuff, and then you follow me and you like my stuff, and this is good because we're friends. Like, outside of social media, it's so like this is just what we do, and this is fun, and like we're 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 yeah. all having fun. And I just don't think that that's good. I think that that's really harmful. Because what's the point? It's, it makes the friendship even more utilitarian than it already tre- trends towards. Mm-hmm. Like friendships do trend toward, especially younger friendships, 
and like not as deep friendships trend towards I get something out of hanging out with you and you get something out of hanging out with me. So let's hang out because we both are mutually benefiting from this friendship. Whereas like deeper friendship is friendship for the sake of the person. It's like, I think we're friends for the sake of each other. We do get something out of hanging out with each other, but like, that's not why you were in my wedding. Yeah. Like you, what you said is like, Oh, well, I, ex- I, I follow and I like your stuff. So I kind of expect you to do the same thing is mm-hmm. st- absurd, but it's so normal that we don't realize how absurd it is. And yeah. unless you're outside of the bubble of social media, you don't realize how absurd yeah. it is. Yeah. Strange how the, absurd it the, is. The other thing that I think is interesting is the Truman show analogy. You remember what the Truman oh, show is yeah. about? Of course. Love the Truman show. So the Truman show is about Jim Carrey. And that's the that's and his that, actual Jim Carrey, and that's and that's it. No, no, no. So it's a, if you've never seen the Truman Show, stop this podcast, go watch the Truman Show. It's a great movie. But basically, this guy who kind of looks like Steve Jobs builds a giant uh, dome, <laughs> essentially, like the biggest biggest man made structure in the world. You can see it from space. All these things, and he creates a town and like a like a sizable like ocean. I guess it's like a lake. It's all man made. And all the people who live in it are actors, except for one dude, Truman. And there's hidden cameras everywhere. And, like, everybody knows that it's a show. And the whole world watches it. And they just watch him, like, eat cereal, go about his life. Like, there are people who are super fans of this show who, like, love everything about him. And they try to create drama by, like, getting his wife to leave him and bringing in new love interests and all this. Like, they've controlled his life since he was a kid, basically. And he just doesn't understand why. And then things start happening and he figures it out and... Then he leaves, um, and that's where the movie ends, and it's brilliant. It's an incredible movie. Uh, spoilers, but also it's like a 30-year-old movie, so whatever. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, so the idea, like, why is why is social media like the Truman Show? It's because everybody's created a world for themselves in which everything is about them, where everything is everything it pertains to me, and I can filter out the things that do not pertain to me, and I can put myself in this bubble with lots of uh, Truman-adjacent people right who are all there for my sake right everybody who's there in that show is there for you and everything is about you um and it's just like is that really i mean if we're looking at this from a christian perspective is having social media looking at it that way like having basically this this world this giant dome that you've created for yourself is that spiritually beneficial you know like it's it it seems to be at in stark direct immediate contrast with Jesus's commandments in the gospels about yes. how we ought to live with other people so i don't know what what are your thoughts i think I f- i'm frustrated because the more i talk about social media the more i want to just burn it all to the ground yes but there are good there are good things but what do those good well, things that's, that's, what's the cost of the good things you know exactly there you have to have a cost benefit analysis and you have to say well here are the so like i mean i i think i've gotten better at cost benefit analysis oh yeah um, social media and how i use it because like i was like okay what's the cost benefit analysis of twitter it's like, okay even if i'm using it recreationally it's legitimately affecting my relationships and my mental health yeah. like it's actually affecting my peace right and every time i go on i see a news story that just bugs the crap out of me and same with facebook i was like well facebook has the benefit of we can create a community for our patrons but the problem is a bunch of my friends from high school share memes about politics and I disagree with all of them. Um, I don't know how they're, they're a very wide swath of political uh, opinions 
in my friend history and the people that I met over the course of my life, they all have very different opinions, but they're all wrong. And uh, <laughs> they all post very angry memes. And I'm like, how do I, I just, I just unfollowed everybody. Yeah. Um, so nobody has to get their hurt feelings. I don't have to ruin anybody's day by finding out we're not friends anymore on Facebook. Some people have come, like I've unfriended people and some people are like, why, why'd you unfriend me on Facebook? Um, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. This is the first time we've talked in like eight years. You know, yeah, why do you, I don't, I don't need like, why do you care? I don't need a catalog of alphabetically every person I've ever met. Okay. That's not something I need. Yeah. Um, I used to think that was good, but it's not. Uh, so like, I think, I think cost benefit analysis includes like, how am I going? If I'm going to use this, how am I going to? And like a part of it has been okay for work, right? I need for the crunch, which is like a job. The thing. crunch. Uh, we need Facebook for, I don't need Twitter. Um, for my job, I need Instagram because that's just how the kids talk. Right. <laughs> sure. But then like you look and you're like, okay, so my job requires me, the crunch requires me to use Instagram to reach the people that are on Instagram. But why are those people on Instagram? Are they recreationally using Instagram? I know Instagram can be just as inflammatory as Twitter. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I started looking at comment sections and I was like, oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I hate this. And uh, it's like, I, I, I ran to Instagram to, you know, to be free of this. Mm-hmm. At least it's not Twitter. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. It, are we... Com- by saying, oh, I need to use Instagram for this thing, are we being complicit in other people's poor use of it? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it's yeah. it's not necessarily an all or nothing thing. I do think that moderation is possible, but given all of the other baggage that comes with it, all of the, the companies getting your information and targeting ads and the money that you lose when you have ads targeted to you and like, the the time that you lose that you could be spending doing other things and the the peace that you lose um from getting fired up about stuff that you otherwise wouldn't know about and could live peacefully like i think you lose so 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 much more even if you do use it moderately and so mm-hmm. i don't, i i think we we <clears throat> were too we're too bullish on how how much good social media can do for the church I've heard a lot of people say that you have to use it because it's a dig- the digital space is where the gospel is needed the most. Yeah, but th- there are very specific people who have received calls to do that. Uh, this po- yeah. this podcast is one way that we can do this to can do that work without having really to engage with it at all. <laughs> we just get to put yeah, it right. out there, like, and then it's out there, and then it's done. You know, um, yeah. Father Mike Schmitz, Matt Frad, Bishop Barron. Uh, Ascension presents Catholic answers. Like all those people are doing something that is not getting into arguments or like posting a PDF of like why Mary is right and like getting two likes on it. You know what I mean? Like there's people think that it's like, Oh, I have to, I have to stand up for my faith on social media or else I'm like not a believer. It's like, well, no, it actually probably be better if you just deleted it and went and talked to a person. And so I think we need to let the people who have been given the gifts to do it like let them do it and then the the laity have to be the laity like we have to go like w- when we get mashed into this whole anonymous ocean of content and news and all these things like there's no way for the people of god to stand out there's nothing that differentiates us from yeah. anybody else like there's there's really no way through the screen for you to love your neighbor there's really no way to be charitable 
And so I, I just think it's hard to, to say like, oh yeah, we as Christians need to be changing the world through online. It's like, well, people read like 50,000 things a day and who, yes, obviously Jesus can work in all things. Right. And people have come to the faith through the internet, but like one tweet or one post mixed in with thousands and thousands of other tweets and posts, probably not going to be the thing. Like, yeah. like there's no, there's no way to tell tone. There's no way to tell like who's paying attention to who there's no way to know, like all the hallmarks of how Christians are supposed to act in the world are all lost in the digital medium. And so I just, and we're trying to ignore that because we're all addicted to it. And I think people just need to say that and acknowledge it and, and leave it for what it is, which is a nice thing. The internet can help us in a lot of ways can help us. It's so, so many ways and already has, but social media is not one of those things. And that's my take and I'm done. That's, I, that's what I, I also, think. I'm also rethinking the idea that has been, that Camille brought up that we became friends on Twitter. We did not become friends on Twitter. We didn't become friends on Twitter. Um, like I, like I said last week, like this podcast is two people who didn't, who two strangers becoming friends. We, we interacted on Twitter. We started a blog with seven other dudes. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were in a group chat, you know, like all of those things were real, but we didn't become friends on Twitter. Even like, even classic catholic twitter dms you know we'll we'll say like they they met through twitter but they became friends when they worked together and it's and twitter is great for bringing people together that otherwise would never meet but it's not good for like making friends yeah if you want to make friends the way to do it is go to people around you and then twitter is also good for finding things that get every everybody that's on twitter is trying to get you off twitter um everybody that's on social media like all the companies are tra- even even us even me on the last story that I posted on my high school youth group's Instagram was hey you guys should come to uh, to youth group that's me trying to get them off of Instagram to go to youth group right uh, on the crunch I posted hey um the crunch store is open I'm trying to get you guys off of Instagram and onto our website like everybody's trying to trying to get you off of Instagram and onto their website the only thing that Instagram is good for is finding people and bringing them somewhere else. Yeah. Social media is inherently transitory, but we treat it as an end instead of a means. Yes. All the time. It some for some reason followers is a thing. You know, we we crave it even though we don't, you know. Oof. It's like It's like, "Oh, I got another follower." Oh, that's great. You know, Instagram was talking about removing likes and they never did. <laughs> they probably realized how much money they lost. Yeah, they would also they also realize how much positive PR they would get from saying something like that. Like we we care about your mental health. Everyone's like, "Wow." Yeah. Yay. I wa- then they didn't do anything. TikTok too. TikTok too. They um they have this thing where someone's like someone's like, "Oh, hey, like you've been scrolling a lot. It's time we've all been there. I've been there too. Why don't you take some uh why don't you turn off the app and like go go lay down." This guy I follow, he's like, "I follow I follow my two brothers and I follow this dude on TikTok." And, uh, cause my brothers are hilarious. I'm not going to tell you their TikToks though. And, uh, and he was like, Hey, uh, let's talk about this guy for a second. You might ask, why does TikTok want you to uh, turn off the app? Because, uh, this is, this is a, this is a video that's promoted by TikTok and it's like the algorithm sees that you've been scrolling forever. So they'll show you this video and it's like just a TikTok. And I was like, why does TikTok want you to leave? Isn't TikTok, doesn't TikTok make money if you spend more time on the app? Yes. But over the long term. If you develop an unhealthy relationship and you notice 
then you're gonna you're gonna delete the app if you notice that it has a has a problem with if you if your mental health is suffering because of TikTok you're gonna delete it but seeing this video makes you think oh they care about my mental health so like it's a social media I should keep because they care about my mental health that's messed up it's so insidious Ugh. oh here's the thing here's the problem with social media it's changing it's gonna oh, keep it's, changing it's coming it's gonna keep it's different than a cigarette because they can make it more addictive by adding ones and zeros to it. Yeah. As opposed to adding a Imagine you were, takes time. you were smoking a cigarette that got live updates. <laughs> like you started right? you started with the alpha cigarette and by the time you finished it was the the four version of that cigarette. Yeah. And you're fifty times more likely to smoke another one by the end of it than you were at the beginning. That's literally what happens. It's nutsy. They can flip a switch in California and make you more and make the colors more cool. A guy in a know? hoodie in California will sneeze and I'm going to lose three hours of my day. It, it's crazy <laughs> what happens. It's crazy. A guy, a guy who makes more money than I will ever think about in Birkenstocks and a hoodie who drove a, who drove a super Tesla that isn't released to the public yet to his job in a big open floor warehouse. Just hit a button and I just lost a year of my life. <laughs> I saw today anyway. somebody has said that they watched Mad Men ten times, all of Mad Men. This is getting this is out of social media and into Netflix and stuff. But golly, talking about Mad Lab, I know, right? Can you? There's other stuff out there. There's a. There's no way. There's a there's whole no way. world. It had to have been in the background. It had to have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't. All right. I'm, speaking of anyway. uh, online, speaking of doing things online, you wanna you wanna talk about online dating? Yes, please. Let's hop on over to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. All right, so because uh, you out there in listener land did not pay your respects to the great Dr. Ethan. It was our four-year anniversary, and you gave us nothing. You gave us nothing. I don't get no respect. The an- the only anniversary present we got was a bunch of people bought shirts on thecrunch.com. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for buying merchandise on thecrunchcast.com. Keep buying our shirts. Shout out to, shout out to our first customer, Colleen. What a homie, Colleen. And uh, yeah, you can head on over to thecrunchcast.com. You should go over there quickly because uh, the stock is limited, and we're only doing um, we're only doing uh, reprints every so often. We're trying to drop a new merchandise product like a hoodie before Christmas time, so that you guys can be nice and toasty and remember your boys. So I would like a crunch. Hoodie. Sorry, we were. What did you say? Uh, nothing. What'd you say? No, no I'm good. Oh, so, oh, we got it. Oh, sorry, it's Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner time. Yep. No, no more no more ads. Uh, welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Today we're going to be talking about, there's a theme I found. Oh, sorry. So I had to turn to uh, to Reddit mm, for uh, the bad for Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. And uh, speaking of a social media that should burn to the ground. So uh, the Catholic Reddit is an interesting place. It's full of interesting people. Yeah. And uh, sometimes people go on this Reddit called r slash Catholic Dating and they ask for dating advice. All right. And uh, not just online, but just dating advice in general. And so I found two that have to do with a little a little thing called age difference. Mm. All right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have not pre-screened these. Okay, so, great. Uh, <laughs> this one is dating age range, question mark. What is the best age range? I'm 25 for reference. My friend said for guys, 10 years below. Uh, 10 <laughs> years below and five years above for guys. Okay. So that would put my dating range at 18 to 30. No, 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 so no, no, no. he's 28. He's 25. He's 25. That put it at 15. Oh, oh so he, no, he, I think he, I think he, I think he raised it so that he's not dating a child. Okay, thank goodness. Um, 
18 to 30. Uh, now, my friend's reasoning is generally men like women younger than them and women like men older than them. Uh, but also good to see women who might be a few years older than you. Also, he said women mature earlier than men. I was 18 in my senior year of high school. I feel like dating a woman who's 18 is a bit of a stretch. Uh, however, if we're both Catholic, have the same values around the same maturity level, should I get over the age difference? IDK, what the rule of thumb is here. Anyone got insight for this? Mm. And uh, and then here's here's, am I too young for him? The same, a similar question. I never thought I'd be that girl. But life has a way of surprising us. Not too long ago, I connected with a great guy on Catholic Match. It's still too soon to tell if anything will come after it. Um, he's 15 years older than me. Oh. I'm afraid I might like him a bit too much. Does the church have any guidelines on what an appropriate age gap is? Disclaimer, I'm well above 18. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Um, I think it's interesting how people are looking for the church to have... Does the church? What kind of English muffin should I have this morning? Does the church have a <laughs> have a ruling on it? I bought I bought Country Crock instead kinds? of instead of Lando Lakes. Was that? Does the church? Oh, you mean brands? You mean brands? Hmm? I was like, are there different kinds of English muffins? Is there like a Yorkshire upon Thames muffin and then like a like a Stratford just, upon it, Avon well, muffin? Those were like different kinds of butters that I listed, but also I mean I just I mean there are different flavors I think. I think you can have a blueberry okay. English muffin, I would assume. Kind of like No, you can't. Kind of like bagels. Yeah, you can. No, they're not. Yes, they're they not are. bagels at all. They're like tasteless biscuits. Blueberry English muffins. Oh, there they are. You're joking. I'm not joking. They're right there. Thomas Blueberry. What fresh hell hath God this wrought? This is not a fresh hell. This is a delicious blueberry hell. <laughs> Delicious blueberry hell. Um, yeah. Blueberry English muffins? I know. I'll let you wrestle with that for a second. All right. Okay, we're back. So Yeah, we're back, yeah. I just, I think it's so funny. Like, there's uh, there's no, should I go to American Eagle? Should I go to Aeropostale? What does, what did Leo, yeah, right? what did Leo the 13th say about this one? Like, we, oh you gotta gosh. get over that. You gotta get over it. You gotta, really? if you, if you have good friends that are around you, that say that something is good and you also think that it's good and it's not illegal or heretical, then, then go for it. Like there's no, there's no handbook. There's no guidebook. Our priest last night gave a homily about how, uh, there's no perfect path. Like Jesus did not set up. Like if you just follow in these exact footsteps, then you will get holy, you know, like he gave us free will to choose, like you're not supposed to live the exact same life as uh, John Paul II. You're not supposed to live the exact same life as Mother Teresa. You're supposed to live your life, which means that if the church were to rule definitively on every single contingency, then there would be no freedom. You know, like that would not that wouldn't make any sense. So if you want to date this guy that's 15 years than you, date the guy. If you're a 25 year old guy and you're thinking about dating a 15 year old girl, maybe don't do that. But, uh. I, I do think that for the guy who's like 25, it's just like, I mean, if someone's in college, if the the thing about when you're in your 20s is if they're below 21, then it's kind of weird, I would say. That's, yeah. that's the only thing that I would yeah. disagree with. In general, I think a good rule is half your age plus seven. And then someone brought that one up. I do. I do think that, that that's a that's a fun that's a fun one. Only if you're like in your 20s to 30s. Yeah. But if you're in high school, yeah. Oh, that's not. Don't that's, use that that's rule. That's not a good rule. I also think it's a quick way to check and see if the person you're interested in can do math. 
you know? <laughs> uh, any, yeah. Anyway. Um, like, if you're 15, half your age plus seven is not a good idea. No. <laughs> if you're 15, half um, your age plus seven is 14, Patrick. So just so you know. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> I was just doing half your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You pick the one That's age right. where it works perfectly. <laughs> yeah, the one age where it works fine. You know what? No, 15-year-olds should not be dating 14-year-olds because 15-year-olds shouldn't be dating. There you go. Um, yeah, but yeah, if you're if you're 25, do not date an 18-year-old. I've met yeah. 18-year-olds. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're, if you're out of college, yeah. date a senior in college or date someone who's graduated from college. But any younger than that, because that means they can't drink. And then it's like weird if you go and you're like, oh, do you want to drink? Oh, Oh, and it's like, yeah, it is. You're a child still. Yeah, there is a different dynamic, even though even though it's like they may be very mature. It's like they're still like socially a child still, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that would be the one thing that I would say. I think in general, people just need to just go nuts. Yeah, that's just people are just not going nuts. (laughs) That's the problem with our culture. The culture project is actually a project that just tells people go nuts. Um. (laughs) The culture war is just trying to get people to go nuts. I have another. This is an actual question. Okay, I'm ready. So this one's not just like a concept, but this one. This one is called: uh, Was I not clear, or am I just dumb? Okay, before I'm we excited. before you even read it, yes. <laughs> to both, it is. It it is. Am I not clear, or was I just dumb? Yeah, both. Um, on Saturday, I asked a woman if I could take her out for coffee. Your first sometime. mistake. Saturdays are for Don't the boys. <laughs> Specifying not this week. She said yes, so I asked for her number to coordinate. She asked for mine instead. What? So she could also add me to a group chat. She adds me to the group chat but doesn't text. Okay, maybe she wants me to text, maybe she's busy, etc. But whenever I see her around but whatever, I see her around every day or two, so I'll just wait to ask in person. So I went to a group thing the girl invited him to on Monday. I ran into her earlier and said, thanks for inviting me. And she's, and then he asked her about meeting for coffee. She says her schedule is super packed and she can't meet this week, but she's still down and would like to get to know me once things calm down. So three options. One, I wasn't as clear as I thought when asking her for coffee. She didn't understand I was asking her on a date, but taking someone out for coffee is pretty, pretty clear expression of dating interest, right? Mm. Two, mm. we got to remember these questions. Mm-hmm. Got to answer them in sequence yes. like Aquinas. She is trying to gent two. She's trying to gently tell me, uh, not interested, but like meeting new people. You included, uh, not interested, but I like meeting new people. But in that case, wouldn't she suggest group activities or just be upfront? Or three, she gets that I was asking her for a date, is interested in a date, and I'm just a dumb, dumb dummy who doesn't realize it. I don't want to make things awkward. Any advice? On the contrary, uh, <laughs> <laughs> number one. Oh, I forgot the first question already. It's, uh, this is the the first option is he what the first so there's like three cha- there's three like he didn't communicate uh, well possible enough. scenarios. Yeah, he wasn't clear enough, and she like doesn't understand that it's a date. Yeah, so I think for this one, uh, all you got to do is call her up and be like, you know, we're going on a date, right? And then she'll be like, oh yeah. And then if not, then she'll be like, oh no. Oh, that's awkward. But yeah. it's it's awkward, but it's better than it you going and you think it's a date and, and then she, if she says that's awkward then you go sweet now i don't have to pay <laughs> <laughs> and just play just play it off and then you're yeah you're booling. uh i think unless you this is the classic blunder uh is guys don't say that i do that one with phoebe all the time by the guys way guys don't say go, the date she goes no we're just going to taco bell and then i go sweet i don't have to pay guys don't use the d word when they're asking girls like yeah i 
many times I've done this. This is why this podcast is good because I've done this. I say, hey, do you want to get coffee? And I'm like, I like this girl. I think she's gorgeous. I'm ready to get coffee. She's like, great. And then I try to pay for her when we get there. And then she's like, no, I'll pay. And I was like, oh. Oh, it's a date. She Now she knows that I thought that this was what it was. And she now I know that she knows that we both know that it's not. And then the rest of the. And now our audience knows that you know that she knows that you knew that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it just, it, it, it was, it's not good. So you got to use the D word uh, sooner rather than later. So at this point it's, it's up in the air because girls uh, don't instantly assume that coffee means you're, you want to date me. That's just not something that they assume. They're like, this guy's nice and he wants to get to know me. Yeah. So someone, someone commented a very, a very good, a uh, very good thing. Um, taking someone out for coffee is pretty clear expression of dating, right? No. no. It's a vague thing yep. on purpose so that either party can change its meaning after should it go poorly. If she liked you, she'd make time. She's giving all of the signs of not being interested romantically. Maybe she just wants attention. Now, uh, I That's wonder, a bit bold. I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean to say it like this, but I wonder what gender this person uh, yeah, is. Yeah, I wonder. And I wonder who hurt them. I know. <laughs> and I wonder in what way and after which coffee date she hurt him. Anyway, no, really? um, the second question is... Oh, okay. It's a man. And one of his common history things is, romance isn't something men experience. It's something we're forced to create oh, as part of having a relationship. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and his, one of his comment flares is that he's a hellosexual, which means he's very funny. Um, Yikes. Cool. Yikes. That's what's on the Catholic dating subreddit, folks. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> Stay very far away. Second question was what? Oh shoot! Sorry, we're still answering this. Oh, we're done. Oh. we're still answering. This oh no, question. we're done. We're, we can be All done. Right. I mean, the second question was: in that case, if she's not interested, what do I do? And then the third question was: if she gets that I'm asking for a date, then she is interested, and she is interested, and I just don't realize. You, we answered all. The okay, questions. good, good, good. I forgot. There's three. There's three. There's three possibilities of a, of what could be happening, and we talked about all of them. Um, he edited it and said, "To be clear, I'm not hung up over it." Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's why you posted. Yeah, it on people the people sorry, only make mean. Reddit posts when they're totally detached from things. Totally detached from the situation. Anyway, Patrick, you have a meeting to go to very shortly. We have to end the episode. I do. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/thecrunch. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? What fresh blueberry hell is this? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.